in the 16th hour of the 8th day of the ninth month of the year 2019, the New York football giants head to Arlington, Texas to face the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go to war. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Welcome to Talking Giants, baby. Dallas Cowboys, we coming for y'all. We going down to dumb old Texas to dominate, baby. This is our first pre-game show of the 2019 regular season. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Danny King. Danny, my man, how are you feeling? Getting ready to go smash the cowgirls. Nothing. There's no better feeling than waking up on a Sunday knowing that you're just going to smack the Cowboys around. And that's what's going to happen this Sunday. Dallas fired the first shot in, in this war, but the Giants are going to win the first battle of it against Dallas this Sunday. I'm pumped to finally talk about some real NFL football, especially after last week. Just talk about the 53 man. It was like, this is so boring. But now we could talk about real NFL games. It's going to be, I'm so excited. Giants are going to go in there, win, and say, I, I'm going to head out. So here, because so, we may have some new listeners as the season gets going, we try to be level-head and fair on everything and not overly biased. But here's my thing. I will never go into a game thinking the Giants will lose. Now, do I think the Giants are going to go 16-0? and No, I do not. Yes. But I will – possibly. But I will never go into an individual game and say the Giants are going to lose this game. I've done that once in the past 15 years. That was against the Oakland Raiders in 2017. There was a reason for that. Put the, put, connect the dots, not put the dots together. So I believe we're going to win this game. I really do. It's the NFL's any given Sunday. Most people would probably have the Cowboys at home over the Giants. But we have talked about this team tirelessly all offseason, Danny. We've talked about the potential in this team, the, the rebuilding of the offensive line, the youth on defense. Will it all come together? Nonetheless, we have a football game in front of us in front of the New York Giants, and they expect to go out there and win, and that's what I'm going to expect out of them every week. Now, maybe Monday we'll tune in and have a little bit of a different tune, but nonetheless, we're going into this weekend ready for a win against dumb old Dallas, Texas Cowboys. About to pay Dak Prescott $40 million, just gave Zeke six years, $90 million. Uh, Amari Cooper, about, they, just tra- they traded for a guy in basically the last year of his contract, Jerry Jones, does disgusting things in shoes. Just a bad team. Jason Garrett is the most bland head coach of all time. All he does is clap and call basic plays out of 11. Des Bryant 
called it. He said Tony Romo was our offensive coordinator. Tony Romo's gone. You've seen how bland their offense is. They run the ball a lot. Demarcus Lawrence is a big trash talker and a big loser. I cannot wait to see if Mike Rimmers can handle that. We're gonna we're gonna spotlight that matchup a lot. Nonetheless, I am ready to go. I'm pumped. NFL is back. Football is back. The Giants are back. Let's have a season. Danny, where do we start? Uh, I'm going to start to your point about just the Giants. I mean, I mean, while are the Giants the most prettiest team on paper? No, but the Giants got some goons on this roster. You got Marcus Golden, who could be a complete wild card. He He's shown he can't be good. Can he go back to that first year when he was under James Betcher? You got B.J. Hill, uh, Dexter Lawrence will be a factor in the run game. Uh, you got Janoris Jenkins, could he, can he return to all pro form? You got DeAndre Baker, one of the best cornerbacks to come out of this year's draft. The, the, the potential for the Giants is so much, and I, I'm with you. I, I I never go into a game thinking the Giants are going to lose. I, I It's not in my blood to think that. And, I mean, yes, this Dallas team, are they a scary team to go up against? Yes, but, I mean, the Giants can easily beat Dallas, uh, and I'm with you. I think Mike Remmers is going to be a key part of this team on Sunday, and, and I think that's where we should start off. Mike Remmers in that Demarcus Lawrence battle because Demarcus Lawrence has had his way against the Giants' tackles for years or the past few years now, but I think he's going to be in for a real test against Mike Remmers, and I think this could be the year Demarcus Lawrence may have to quiet down a little bit on the Giants. Yeah, so. hopefully. So let's start out with Ezekiel Elliott, though. Obviously, this whole training camp preseason, we talk. maybe we would only face Zeke. I, I always held in my mind, like, listen, he's got two years left in his contract. He's going to be back. Although it got, it got kind of like sketchy towards the end, and Jerry Jones was just saying dumb stuff, Zeke who, which is great because now, like, when the, the Cowboys think they control us, being like, all right, I'm head out. I'm like, because Zeke's there? Zeke who? Zeke who? Your own owner said that. Your own owner said you don't need him. Um, nonetheless, he's a great running back. He really is. And I think the I think the Cowboys were right in paying him. I do. And I don't, I don't think they should give Dak 40 mil or even 30 million. But I do believe that Ezekiel Elliott is a really good player. He's worth that contract. And the thing is, we have the advantage because his first time being hit for real will be Sunday. Like, that means something. I get that, like, I'm not expecting him to come out and be trash, but he's not going to be at his, like, at his best. Okay, I understand that he's been training and whatnot, but you cannot simulate padded football. You just can't. Um, and yeah, like Saquon hasn't played in the preseason games, but he's been in, you know, he's been a participant in every single practice, taking hits and whatnot. Obviously, practices aren't as heavy as they used to be, but nonetheless, he's been taking hits and practicing 11 on 11 football. And that just can't be replaced by any kind of training. Um, anybody who's played football can tell you from the lowest level to whatever that you can do. You can train more than anybody in the offseason, but you don't get really, really better until you start stepping on that field and practicing 11-on-11. 11 11. So I think that the Cowboys are – Zeke's going to be their cowbell, but I think they're going to use this cat, this rookie out of Memphis, Tony Pollard, a little bit. I think he's going to get five to seven carries. Um, hopefully less. Hopefully they, they neither one of them get a bunch of carries um, because hopefully the Cowboys are playing behind. But nonetheless, Zeke, I still believe, will be that cowbell guy for them. Oh yeah, Zeke Elliott. I w- I was intrigued to see how he would look when he came back from Cabo, and I mean he looked great. Uh, Zeke Elliott is someone no matter what you have to game plan for. The guy is a beast. When he's out there on the field, he he really does eat. As much as I hate Zeke Elliott because he's a cowboy, the guy 
he's a fantastic football player, and it's hard for many people to deny that. And I'm with you. I think Tony Pollard is very much going to factor in since he got majority of the snaps, and maybe the Cowboys will feel a little bit more confident putting Tony out there since he's gone through, as you said, a real NFL game. Well, Elliott has, but he hasn't gone for one this year. He's been down in training, and and uh, Pollard's taking most of the reps. But uh, Zico can easily eat up this Giants offensive line with because they haven't shown that they can get a big stop yet. I mean, they've had a few stops here and there, but I Dexter Lawrence could be like Ezekiel Elliott's kryptonite because Dexter Lawrence is a big man and Elliott has been running over people, but Demarcus uh, Dexter Lawrence is someone that could just eat Elliott alive. Lawrence is huge, so uh, Elliott is easily going to factor into their game plan no matter what. I, I did I have my doubts Elliott will be there someday. Yes, but there's always something to back of my mind saying that Elliott's going to be there on Sunday. There's no way he won't show up. Or there's no way the Cowboys won't play him, pay him because even though Jerry Jones saying, "Oh, Ziku, he's so important to Dallas's offense," because Dak Prescott, he's such an up and down guy, you won't know what you're going to get from him. And Ezekiel Elliott is someone you know you could put out there and rely on to get big gains, uh, get big yards. So he he was I, he was always going to be there someday. It was just when and that when was answered on Wednesday. You brought up Dexter Lawrence to stop Zeke. I think he's the most important guy on the team. I really do. And he has his toughest matchup in the season, his first game in the NFL. Because he's going to be matched up on Travis Frederick and Zach Martin a decent amount. They're, uh, you know, obviously they'll put him on, on the left side at some. But nonetheless, I see him going against Travis Frederick and Zach Martin. And I think the Giants are going to be like, listen, we picked you in the first round. You go out and you demand a double team from these two like top all-pro offensive linemen. And that changes things where those guys can usually just block one because they're they're the like the best in the game. I think Travis Frederick is the top three center now. Gil, like he, you know, he had his disease, Gillian's beret, which is something like I've actually like had like close ones be affected by. So it's actually pretty unbelievable that he's back. Like it's it's honestly amazing. Um you know, a, a year later. Uh but Zach Martin is a he's the best guard in the game. Quentin Nelson's coming for that title, but right now Zach Martin's the best guard in the game. So if Dexter Lawrence can force them to double him, that opens things up for our middle linebackers, for Jabril Peppers and Antoine Bethea down in the box against Zeke. He is going to be so key to them. And if they pin him on one-on-one, Dexter Lawrence has to win those battles and clog up this run game. And uh, and I'll talk about Tony Pollard, but I think you know I'll talk about what the edge guys should do against this run. Actually, I'll just do it now. We have to contain the edge. We got these big boys in the middle. We got Dexter Lawrence. We got... Uh, Dalvin Thomason, we got BJ Hill. These guys are three guys that we all have some good trust in. Dalvin is a little up and down, but I still like have trust in him. Those guys are going to be key. We need them to make plays for Ogletree to come in and fill holes. And then the guys on the edge, Marcus Golden, Lorenzo Carter, O'Shane Zimenez, who I do expect to have a good amount of playing time in this game. I really do. I think that's why they held him out in the fourth preseason games. So like, listen, you've shown yourself that you can make plays. I think they're going to play for them. Contain the edge all game. And what I mean by contain the edge is don't jump inside on plays. Don't try and be a hero and, and jump inside of plays. That allows guys to bounce outside. Um, even in the past like play, don't let Dak, make Dak Prescott work from the pocket. So those guys have to be disciplined and containing the edge because Zeke will bounce it. And against guys like Dexter Lawrence, he'll probably like have to bounce it at times. And if those guys are to contain the edge, then you allow Ogletree and Tay Davis and Connolly to fill holes. 
And I think that'll be key for them. And do even more so when Tony Pollard is. Because Tony Pollard's not even really a true running back. He played a lot of wide receiver at Memphis, never got a ton of carries. He he looks to bounce out first. I noticed that. He doesn't like to hit a hole hard right away. Like, he's never just downhill. He's looking to bounce and make a big play out of everything. Um, and I'm not necessarily sold on him. I think running backs have these great preseasons all the time. And we're like, wow, wow, that's going to be great. And it's just a totally different game in the regular season. But his eyes are always looking to bounce. So even more so when Tony Pollard is in that game, make sure you're containing the edge. I, I just think that's going to be huge in, uh, in stopping this Cowboys run game, which is probably, you know, with their offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott, you can argue it would probably be the best run game in the NFL. That, that's why I brought up uh, Dexter Lawrence. is mainly because Travis Frederick, as you said, it's, it's amazing that he came back after going through that disease last year. But can he handle – Going up against a, a very much younger Dexter Lawrence, who, for for being a big guy, he can put a move on his center every once in a while. And as you said, one, it, Dallas is probably going to have to at least double team him once, at least on that first drive. They're going to have to know how much of a threat he is, and he's easily going to affect that running game. But I'm with you. The edge is so important because the Giants, they're not a good edge uh, holding team. Uh, pl- uh, anyone can bounce that ball outside, and they can easily go for a first down and even much more. So the edge is such an important factor to this team. And that's why I also mentioned Marcus Golden earlier. I, I, we need him to be a huge factor. He needs to be... He can't be last year's Marcus Golden or whatever that was, 2017. He he just – the Giants brought him in because they believe he can be like that, – that I forgot what year it was exactly, but he was a force with James Betcher. I believe it was 2016 or 2017. 2016. But 2016. So – if he can be that guy on the edge, we are set. O'Shane Zimenez, I have faith in him to be that guy on the edge as well. As you said, he didn't play much. He didn't play at all in that week four preseason game. So maybe the Giants are James Betcher has the faith in him to put him out there and try and hold the edge. Lorenzo Carter, he's going to have to be huge. We have such high expectations for Lorenzo Carter, and this is a huge test for him. This, this is such a good test for the Giants young really young defense because you got the best one of the best offensive lines in the game one of the best running backs in the game and it's just this is such a good test for this defense to figure out what are they made of can they go out there and prove the critics wrong and that they can get stops they can get turnovers this is such a huge game for us and it's the first game of the season we have to we have to beat Dallas because we can make a statement in the NFCs if we beat up Dallas we'll be like hey you can't sleep on us we're just as good as everyone else in this division. Definitely. And since we didn't plan on this, but since we're going through the offense of the Cowboys, let's talk about Jason Witten. I watched some film on him. He's still old. He's still really slow. And he still moves the chains on third down. <laughs> he does. He, like, hate him. He, I absolutely hate it, him. It's, it's ridiculous. I don't know how the Giants are going to attack him. I really don't. Because I don't know. I don't really trust either of the middle linebackers, Tay Davis or uh, Ogletree on him. Actually, I'd probably, I'd feel a little more comfortable with Ogletree because he's not going to get burnt by Jason and Witten. Uh, I don't know if you bring a safety down, you're going to use peppers on him. There's a lot of ways that the Giants can attack him, and uh, I think you'll go into it later uh, when we do our, our, uh, our last segment on the show. But he's still a chain mover. In his last four games against the Giants, he's got 21 receptions, those 171 yards and two touchdowns. Not you know popping numbers, but... Also, Blake Jarwin in that Week 17 game last year absolutely torched us. And a lot of that was on Ogletree. And uh, the Atlanta Collins play- – actually, sorry, never mind. Um, he had 119 yards and three touchdowns. And he it wasn't like he was running great routes. He was just wide open. So they really have to focus 
on stopping the tight ends because, you know, I'll talk about why I'm not too worried about the receivers. Um, I really think they should have a focus on stopping the middle of the field um, with with Jason Witten, Blake Jarwin, and their slot guys. So it uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Jason Witten, though, is a year removed. Um, I, I'm not expecting to come and light us up, but if you told me he had five catches for 78 yards and a touchdown, I wouldn't be surprised. As you said, Jason Witten, for some reason, the Giants just can't stop him. He He's our kryptonite, as you said. I will, I'll get into that later on in our final segment, but Ogletree is going to be huge against him. I'll say this now. If Alec Ogletree is getting burnt by Jason Witten, then put Ryan Connolly in. Then there's there's no hope for Alec Ogletree if Jason Witten is burning him. But yeah, uh, and Blake Jarwin, the amount of times I we heard Blake Jarwin in that Week 17 game, it almost made me sick just hearing it. Dak Prescott to Blake Jarwin for so-and-so yards. It just kept happening. Like in that 49ers game, it was uh, Nick Mullins to George Kittle. The Giants need to stop Jason Witten. They need because even though, as you said, he's old, he's a year removed, I guarantee you that Dallas is going to he's going to be a major factor in their game plan because he just eats up the Giants. It doesn't matter. He could have a terrible season, but I guarantee you his best two games could come against the Giants because they just cannot stop Jason Witten. And Blake Jarwin is going to be a huge factor as well. Witten is going to need his breaks, and Jarwin ate us up last year. So we need this, these tight ends need to stop because Prescott is very comfortable with his tight ends. And if we can stop them, then it may open up Prescott for some mistakes, throwing the ball downfield when he shouldn't. It will be very interesting to see how they attack those tight ends. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's go. Let's talk about the wide receivers, and then we'll move uh, on to the defensive side of the ball. Amari Cooper's their guy. I'm not worried about Amari Cooper. Janoris Jenkins shut down Amari Cooper in Week 17. In fact, he's always had really, he's always been really good against Dak Prescott. Um, in Week 17 last year, Amari Cooper had five catches. 31 yards, had a 25% target rate, and a 45% catch per target rate. Not good at all. The eight games with the Cowboys versus everyone else, five and a half catches per game, 87 yards per game, so an extra 56 yards per game, six touchdowns, uh, actually had less of a target rate at 23%, but his catch per target rate was 75%, up 30%. Now, you can always pull out one game and whatnot, but Janoris Jenkins played really well in that game. He shut down Amara Cooper. He dropped an interception on one play. I mean, he was on him like glue. He balled out in that game. And I'm expecting Janoris Jenkins, who will have you know, one year in his, on his contract after this and realizes that he's fighting for a job. He's fighting to keep that money. I expect Janoris Jenkins to come out and ball this whole season, but mostly so in this week one game against Dallas. I really think he's going to be like ready to go. And I, I, like, I'm really not worried about Amari Cooper. Like I said before, I'm worried about tight ends. And their slot receivers like work in the middle of the field much more so than I am Amari Cooper. Some people made to that point be like, oh, but you remember the first Dallas game last year, Janoris Jenkins, he had that terrible play against Tavon Austin and here and that. Yeah, blah, blah, and blah. that was just one that was one play yeah. where he got burned. And Janoris but, Jenkins wasn't really great in the beginning of last season. Yeah, Janoris Jenkins, he was still he was still he was still off. He wasn't that jackrabbit that we knew him to be. And then later on in the season, as it progressed, he turned out to be that guy that we knew he could be. He wasn't 2016 Janoris Jenkins, he's past that now. But if we could have Janoris Jenkins be a lockdown guy, then that's fine with me. And that's something he's done against the Dallas Cowboys. What was it? Twenty? It was 2016. He he shut down Des Bryant. Des Bryant was a myth in 2016. Janoris Jenkins usually has his best games against Dallas, and I expect that to continue this week. I believe he's going to travel alongside Amari Cooper because the da- Dallas is going to hopefully, they, they would hope that they may be able to get Amari Cooper up against DeAndre Baker. But the Giants are going to do their best to make sure Janoris Jenkins is on Amari Cooper at all times and have uh, – uh, 
DeAndre Baker and Grant Haley most likely be on the likes of Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb. Uh, Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott, they, they have the chemistry, but if you could take away Amari Cooper, the game plan for Dak Prescott, you got to make sure the run game is stopped. If the run game stops, then you got to take away the tight ends then, and then Amari Cooper. If you could do that, Dak Prescott gets frizzled in the pocket. He may make some un- some bad throws. If you could shut down Dak Prescott's safety net, then it could be anyone's game at that point. He needs to have the confidence, and if something goes wrong, then that that confidence is gone. He starts to freak out in the pocket and make some terrible decisions. Uh, you tight ends and Amari Cooper and that Elliott game, you shut them down. You Dak Prescott is he's lost. He doesn't know what to do at that point. All right. So here's what I expect the giant James Betcher and the Giants defense to do as a whole. We're going to throw some exotic blitzes. I think they're going to force Zach to be a decision maker and not and not allow checkdowns. At least not like you know checkdowns that like go for chunk yards. I think we're going to run a lot of safety and nickelback blitzes. I really do. I think there's going to be at least 10 times where either Grant Haley or one, or Bethea or Peppers are blitzing. I see that happening a lot, trying to confuse Dak Prescott. And, you know, we didn't get to see a lot of those blitzes in the preseason. I believe they're waiting, saving them for the regular season. And as far as Witten, I think they're going to do it by committee. I think it's going to be a combination of Ogletree, Peppers, maybe even a little Bethea. Um, and then, like we said, just with Jenkins, I expect them to be hitting him and a lot of man coverage. Obviously, they'll run some cover two and cover three and whatnot, but mostly have Jenkins covering Cooper. And then on the other side, DeAndre Baker is going to have himself a big test. Can he stop Michael Gallup, Randall Cobb, whoever the, you know they, they match up with him? DeAndre Baker will have a big test, and I think the Cowboys are going to come out and try and test DeAndre Baker to see what he's made of. Uh, and I got faith in the kid, but I do think that's what they're going to do. But I believe the Cowboys' game plan is as simple as it gets in the NFL. I think they're just going to try and run the ball a lot. I know it's not like some crazy thing, but they are really good at running the ball. And if they can do that well, they're going to continue to and allow Dak to get these open guys because the Giants are like, you know, trying to stack the box and and pitting guy and that'll put guys in man coverage. And I just think they're going to try and establish the run, but. If we can get a lead early, it changes the Cowboys' whole game plan because we saw that last year. When they play, when they got a lead first, they were almost unbeatable. When they were playing from behind, not so much. So it's it's this defense is going to have a huge test. Now, is Dak Prescott the best kid we were going to play all year? No, not even close. But with this offensive line, with whatever we're going to get out of Witten and Ezekiel Elliott while only having four days of practice, still being one of the best backs in the league, it's going to be a big test for this this Giants defensive uh, defensive front to see what they can do in real action and no more like oh these guys are young let's see how this youth translate into success. Yeah, the, the defensive front is going to be huge, but uh, you mentioned no, I'll get to that later. D- this defensive front, yeah, they have to shut down Zeke Elliott. Uh, if we don't, we're in for a long day because then they're just going to run that clock down on on us, and it's just going to be a brutal game to watch. And once, the, like, the offense wasn't going in that week two game last year against Dallas, and then once Dallas got that lead, they just kept the game on the ground, and we couldn't do anything about that. You have to slow down Elliott. He's impossible to stop. As much as I said we need to stop him, he's impossible to stop. But you got to try and limit him to like maybe a one-yard gain, a two-yard gain at that point. You just can't allow the big runs because if Dallas gets those big runs, Elliott gains that confidence back and he'll just run for you. Uh, As you said, our defense is young, but this is a huge test for them. This is probably the best test they could have gotten. We could have put them against maybe like 
a Miami Dolphins team in their first game, and that would not have been a true test. This is a true test. They are going up against uh, one of the best off the line in the league, one of the best running backs. We've been over that. If they can slow down Elliott, then it could open up a whole thing. And the Blisson, the, the, the Blisses have to get there. They did not have a pass rush all preseason, except in that Bengals game. But if there's no pass rush, there's no stopping Dallas. And DeAndre Baker, they haven't said who's going to start opposite next to Janoris Jenkins. It's most likely going to be DeAndre Baker. It's going to be Baker. They're just but, playing games. Yeah. But just say all of a sudden they, they don't feel confident putting Baker out there every single snap. They put Antonio Hamilton out there. Dallas is hoping their their game plan is to target DeAndre Baker because they're not sure what he'll bring to an NFL game because we really haven't seen him much since he injured uh, his knee. He was basically held out for majority of the preseason. So he's, he's going to be targeted. But if he can sh- go out there and say, hey, I'm a true NFL quarterback, cornerback, and then Janoris Stankas is doing his job with Amari Cooper, uh, the pa- the pass rush can get there. We're in for we could be in good position, and we'll get to the offense later. But the Giants' offense, it, when the defense gives them opportunities, the offense has to go out there and capitalize because who knows how many opportunities they will get against this Dallas Cowboys offense and defenses. They are a very well-rounded team. Yeah, let's take a break and then we'll get on to the offense. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, so on the offensive side for the Giants, what do I expect out of the Dallas Cowboys defense? They stopped us with cover two last year. It's more so in week two than week 17. Obviously, we put up points in week 17. But nonetheless, they did stop us. Like, it was really bad week two. And what they did is they ran a four-man rush. They didn't blitz barely at all, and they played cover two. And I understand people in the preseason think cover two is the easiest defense to beat in the world. But it personally, it's my favorite defense when it works right. Because if you can get to the QB with four, cover two is almost unbeatable. And you're forced to do those checkdowns like Eli did. Although I do think Eli did it a little uh, excessive. In uh, that first game, Eli threw to the running backs 39% of the time. Uh he threw to so like he threw to the running backs and the wide receivers essentially the same receiver wide receivers are forty one percent and then the tight ends got twenty percent uh, and I do want to talk about how well I think the tight ends will do for us. So how do you stop that? How do you combat that? Well, you just got to block the guys up front. You, it's just that simple. It really is because that's when you can start getting balls over the middle when you spread their safeties out and you can do like slants and and things like that and it just opens the the game up for a lot of things and they can't run cover two so i expect the cowboys to come out and say beat us beat this this four-man rush cover two and beat us and i think they're gonna see how good is this new offensive line how good is kevin seidler how good is mike remmers how good is jalapio how much has hernandez improved and how good is solder they are going to test this offensive line i think this game is going to tell so much about this team whether they whether this team is for real or not, if this team's going to win four games or if they're going to win ten games, I really think this game is going to show so much about the Giants, mostly this offensive line. And Mike Remmers, this game is really offensively on him. Obviously, Eli is going to take you know the majority of blame or credit. It's really up to Eli. But but after him's, I've I'm putting a lot of pressure on Mike Remmers. Block De- the uh, not Dexter Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence. He, the last time they played again, had a matchup with each other was in 2015 uh, when uh, Remmers was on the Panthers. Demarcus Lawrence was in his second season, and 
So to, for some reference on how DeMarcus Lawrence was playing at the time, DeMarcus Lawrence is no doubt better at this point than he was in his second season. But he wasn't a slouch. In the six games surrounding that, he had seven sacks. And it wasn't like he had four sacks in one game and three in the other. It was one in every game and then two in one other game. They had uh, ten just straight-up one-on-one pass-blocking matchups. Uh, there was two QB pressures, no sacks allowed. Remmers played really good against DeMarcus Lawrence in that game. But if they're running a four-man rush, I got I got to see Kevin Zeitler over to help. I got to see Ellison over to help if Remmers isn't getting the job from the first series. If after the first series, if Remmers is having a real problem with DeMarcus Lawrence, they got to have guys to come over to help. And if it works, I expect the Cowboys to change things up defensively, to try some blitzes, um, to force one-on-ones with Remmers and DeMarcus Lawrence, because I think that's the key for the Giants offense and the Cowboys defense. I really think it comes down a lot to that matchup. Let's dig back to that 2018 game and how nothing, that offensive line, nothing went right. You, you know who the two culprits were. Obviously, Eric Flowers and Patrick Amai. They could not, Pat, uh, Eric could not stop uh, Demarcus Lawrence. And when they tried the double team, they, there was no hope. Demarcus Lawrence, he's an incredible football player. As much as he trash talks the Giants every year, like what the past few years when they have drafted a quarterback, Demarcus Lawrence put out like a thank you post to the Giants and it's just a picture from sacking Eli. You got to like. I'm going to has... fight Demarcus Lawrence eventually. <laughs> I mean, it. And also, let's not forget, uh, I know you like him, but Shane Smith absolutely sucked that game. There's no nice way to put it. He gave up so many opportunities. Eli was on his. He was down too many times in that game, and that was when it was like, all right, this offensive line, that's when it became clear to like the likes of Patcher and Dave Gellin that, like, all right, this ain't going to get it done. And I'm with you. Mike Remmers, this is a huge game for him. Uh, if he can't go out there and stop DeMarcus Lawrence, uh, I mean, that's unfair. DeMarcus Lawrence is one of the best pass rushers in the game, but Eli needs to have that confidence with Mike Remmers, and I'm with you. I think they're going to attempt to – bring over Kevin Zeidler every once in a while for a double team, but I think Red Ellis is going to have a huge role in this game. As much as it sucks to see Scott Simonson go down, we still have Red Ellis, and we have to remember that. He is a good blocker, and we still don't know how much Evan Ingram's blocking has improved, but we want Evan Ingram to be a guy running down the field, up the scene, crossing routes and all that. Red Ellis is going to be out there a lot. They're gonna, I think the Giants should be running tons of two tight end sets to try and keep Eli upright, but this offensive line, I'm a few. This is a huge test for them. The, uh, if they can't go out there and stop, they, they need they need to stop Dallas. Eli needs to stay upright. He can't be on going to the field position every like what two seconds. If Eli has time to look down the field, he he will be able to separate these safeties from these guys. Yes, losing Golden Tate hurt, but the Giants still have playmakers out there. You got Cody Latimer, Sterling Shepard. You got Saquon in the backfield, Evan Ingram. The the keys to success on offense are there, but mainly if you can't keep Eli upright, there's nothing you can do because. At that point, if the passing game's not working, the running game's probably not going to be doing hot. Eli just won. We can't have too many checkdowns. That was something that killed us last year. It's just this whole game on the offensive side rides on Mike Remmers and that whole offensive line. They need to do their job and prove that they can be a top offensive line in this league. Yeah, a lot rides on the offensive line. Obviously, Saquon's going to do Saquon things, but a better offensive line allows cutbacks. It allows. Just you just to be a much better team. So it's gonna be really I'm watching the offensive line. I really am. I'm watching the offensive line more than I'm gonna be watching Eli, more than I'm gonna be watching anybody in this game, because like it's gonna tell a lot about how we go up against this Dallas team for this offensive line. Mike Remmer's having one of his biggest uh, tests of the season. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see how this offensive line improves. Um and then Saquon, like we expect big things out of Saquon. I think they're gonna 
try and feed him a lot in the early game. I think they're going to try and almost like play like Dallas in a sense. Like if we can, you know, establish the run and go up early, do it. And I think that will open things up for my guy who I think will be, if the Giants win, will have the biggest game on offense besides Saquon, obviously. Evan Ingram, he's been good against Dallas. Last year, he had seven catches, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Five catches, 81 yards, and another touchdown. An 80% catch per target rate. Um, his rookie season wasn't half bad. Uh, he had four catches in both games, 44 yards, 54 yards. Um, I expect the Giants to really try and scheme him open, to draw up plays for Evan Ingram. And we didn't see that a lot until the end of the season last year against the Colts and other teams. I really expect to you know, try and establish that run, run play action, and run, let Evan Ingram run like drag backside drag routes. Let him face up against linebackers and just allow him to use his speed. I think Evan Ingram is going to, if the Giants, for the Giants to win and if the Giants to win, I think it's going to be a lot on Evan Ingram having a big game. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that, but I think the guy that we need to have a big game is Cody Latimer. Uh, last year when he against Dallas, he, he had six targets, four catches for 72, yard, for 72 yards. When he was in that Week 2 game, he had three targets for two receptions of 41 yards. I feel like we can get Cody Latimer to get that ball rolling early. He's in for a huge year. We need him to have a huge year, especially these first four games with Golden Tate out. I, I believe... I'm with you 100%. Evan Ingram is a huge part of his offense, but I believe this offseason, Eli and Cody Latimer are trying to get that chemistry going. Cody had two huge drops in that Bengals game. We didn't see him in the fourth preseason game. We need Cody Latimer to go out there and dominate. He needs to go out there and just have a fantastic year because if we can get him going, it'll open up the lights for Sterling Shepard because Dallas, I don't think they're going to be giving Cody Latimer much respect. They're going to be very focused on Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. If you can free up Cody Latimer to go out there and do, and make some plays, he's, he's going to have to earn the respect of Dallas' defense, but I believe he can go out there and do it, and I believe he'll be a huge factor for us this year, in this game especially. Yeah, Cody Latimer is going to be huge. Uh, he's going to be on the outside. He had, like you said, he had that big Week 17 game. Let's see who you are, Cody Latimer. Let's see you stay healthy and have a really good game against Dallas. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see. How do you think they're going to use Sterling Shepard? Do you think they're going to play him in the slot with Golden Tate out, or do you think they're just going to stick to the plan that they had going into the season of having him be an outside wide receiver? See, that that's so tough because, uh, obviously, it, man, I just don't know. Let's look at the wide receivers. you got Betty Fowler, Cody Limer, Sean Shepard are most likely going to be the starters. Uh, I, I think, personally... I say you got to put Sterling Shepard on the outside and then you put maybe Benny Fowler in the slot because I think, I think Sterling Shepard has been primed to try and be that outside receiver. No, you know what? I'm going to change that. I think you put Sterling Shepard in the slot for the first four games. You put Benny Fowler and Cody Latimer on the outside because Eli likes Benny Fowler and Benny Fowler has gone out there and proved he could be a quality wide receiver. So put Sterling, I say they're going to use Sterling Shepard in the slot mainly and use Benny Fowler on that outside position. And that's another guy right there, Benny Fowler. Uh, he needs to be huge for us as well. Eli has the confidence in him. Can he replicate that con- what he had at the end of last year and in the start of this year's preseason against Dallas's defensive backs? Yeah, I see Sterling Shepard playing in the slot. Benny Fowler's an outside guy. Russell Shepard can do both. Um, I-, I see Sterling Shepard playing the slot those first four games. I really do. That's where he's comfortable. And with him not practicing the whole training camp, not playing any preseason games, I think they'll let him go out there and, and play some slot. Um, although he's obviously been doing outside in practice with the, the non-contact jersey until the past week or so. 
But Sterling Shepard, yeah, it's going to be a big game for him. Let's see what he can do. Um, let's see how they use Vander Esch and Jalen Smith against this team. I really think they're going to come out and try and do that cover two four-man rush and to see what the Giants are made of up front. I really do. I think at the end of the day, and it's such a simple take, but it's true. It comes down to these guys up front, man. It really does. And mostly Mike Remmert and Nate Solder. Let's not have any mistakes, man. Let's not get beat off the ball quick. Let's not turn your hips too quickly. Let's become who you're paid to be. I'm not expecting Nate Solder to be the best left tackle in the game. I know he got paid like it. We all knew that was an overpay, and it was an overpay that needed to happen. It's just the way NFL free agency works. But, man, don't make dumb mistakes. Don't Make sure your hips stay square long enough. Just do do all the things that you can take care of. Let the other – the physical stuff and the the defensive speed, let that stuff be the least of – or, or like, the the biggest of your worries, not getting to the right part of, of the drop. So, Nate Solder, be who you're supposed to be. I expect uh, a really good game out of those interior guys with Hernandez, uh, Jalapio, and Zeitler, obviously, and Mike Remmers. It's Mike Remmers, man. Welcome to the New York Giants. Prove yourself. It's really what it is. And uh, we got a little scare this week. He was at practice today, at least for the or, or yesterday, for the, the part that the media was there. Um, he missed practice on Wednesday. They said it was illness slash back, which is kind of weird. Like, if it's an illness, just say illness. And if it's a back, um, just lie and say it's an illness. Like, that was weird. Um, but nonetheless, I, I, I don't think there's any way he misses the game, even if it was a back injury. John Jalapio, you said his name. And this this is going to be a an, a an emotional, like, roller coaster for John Jalapio because he's returning to the stadium, which is season end last year. He broke his ankle. Uh, for the first two weeks last year, John Jalapio was our highest-graded offensive lineman. If you told me that at uh, the first week last year, like John Hoppy would be the team's best offensive line, I was like, "What? No way!" And he he did it. And John Hoppy, uh, he he beat out Spencer Pulley. It was mainly Jalapio shot to it, but still, he beat out Spencer Pulley. Uh, Jalapio needs to have a huge game. I uh, I believe he's gonna be paying a little chip on his shoulder because, as I said, this is where his season ended last year. He he his season didn't go the way he wanted. He's gonna want to go out there and dominate Dallas. And I believe he's going to be a huge factor to this game. But also, yeah, they just have to stop this Dallas front because you got the guys like Blade uh, Vanders. Cowboys fans were like, "Who is this this guy?" Last year, some fans were booing the pick, and he turned out to be one of Dallas's best choices in years because he has Sean Lee who was injured, and Blade Vanders was basically Sean Lee but even better. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be a factor for Dallas. And but also, yeah, Nate Solder just. Uh, yes, he was overpaid, but he was overpaid to protect a 37 year old Eli Manning, and I believe he could do that. He just he had a very good uh, uh, preseason in which he was in. But uh, Will Hernandez, that third preseason game, gave me a little like, ah, uh, what happened there? I'm hoping that that was just some jitters. It was just I don't know what it was, but I'm hoping that's done with. Will Hernandez needs to go out there and be that second half of Will Hernandez. He needs to. Him and Nate Solder need to be a duo. And we talked about Mike Rumbers. He's got to be a duo, too. We all have the faith in Kevin Zeiler to get it done. Can they just keep Eli upright? If you keep Eli upright and give him time, he can do some amazing things with time in the pocket. Yeah, it's it's going to be a big game. Do you think Daniel Jones plays? Just kidding. Don't answer that question. Ellison, <laughs> um, I think we're going to run a lot of two tight end sets, but I don't want to I don't want to bang that draw. We've been talking about how the Giants should just do that in general all offseason. So, 
Let's do our X factors, aka giant factors. That's what we're calling it. Our giant factor. It is the X factor, but it is our giant factor. Danny, start us off. Who is your giant factor for the Dallas Cowboys game? I, I was struggling with two men, Cody Latimer, who I talked about, but I I had to go Alec Ogletree mainly because of Jason Wooden. Jason Wooden has been our kryptonite, and Alec Ogletree, he's not the best at covering tight ends, but this is his best option at covering a tight end, Jason Wooden, the slowest guy out there. If Alec Ogletree struggles to cover Jason Wooden, then I'm not sure what Alec Ogletree could do to help us this year. Uh, if he could go out there and shut down Jason, the tight ends are a huge game. They need to shut down the tight ends. If they could shut down the tight ends, that's one big thing taken away from Dak Prescott because he loves his tight ends. If they could shut down Jason Wooden, who Dak Prescott likes, and Blake Jarwin, we slow him down. It, it will open up a lot of opportunities for possibly to get a pass rush in there. Maybe slow down this run game. But Al Ogletree is my X factor because he needs to stop Jason winning. Yeah, my X, my giant factor. It's the giant factor, Danny. Don't say X. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> my I'm giant sorry. factor. I think it's good that we say it. Those people are like, what does giant factor mean? Uh, my giant factor is going to be Grant. Haley, our nickel corner. We talked about Janoris Jenkins. We talked about how we're going to try and stop these tight ends. I think Grant Haley is going to be in a lot of man coverage. I really do. And whether that's on uh, Randall Cobb, uh, they, they, I think they're going to do it by committee. Michael Gallup, although I think he, you know, he'll be mostly outside. Grant Haley is going to have a lot of man coverage. And let's see you be that guy, Grant Haley. And like I said earlier, I expect the Giants to run a lot of DB blitzes. So, Grant Haley, don't just run full speed into an offensive lineman. Make some moves. Make a sack. I'm predicting a sack for Grant Haley. That's that's going to be a bold prediction. Grant Haley has a sack. I'm expecting him to have a big game. There's a lot riding on him. I think they're going to test him. I think the Cowboys are going to want to go at Grant Haley. I think they're going to really try and go at Grant Haley and DeAndre Baker. I think they obviously they want to run the ball, but just passing wise, I think they look at those two guys and said, let's get them in man coverage and beat them. So prove prove them wrong. Show them that you cannot take on you cannot pick on me because I will freaking dominate and I will make plays because I am a New York Hegante giant. Let's go. I'm ready for this game, Danny. Do we have any closing thoughts that we want to put out there? I'm mean, not do we don't do predictions. Prediction is Giants won one and zero every week. But any final thoughts that you're looking for going into this game, Danny? Uh, we covered everything. I'm the, my final thought is we finally got football. I mean, we got to wait till four twenty-five. We got to listen to everyone's favorite announcer, Joe Buck, and uh, obviously good old Troy Aikman. But I'm just I'm, I'm pumped for some Giants football. It, it, strangely, this hasn't felt like a game week. But when we it, since tomorrow's Friday, it's like man, we got. Giant football on Sunday, but no. This I freaking got no. hurricane got me off, off out of whack, man. It didn't even hit. If you're going to come at me, come at me. Hit me. Hit me. <laughs> but it didn't do nothing. It's the weakest hurricane I've ever been a part of. There's so many people that are like relieved that a hurricane didn't, that uh, the story in hurricane didn't do any damage to Florida while Bobby's there begging for it to hit him. He was like outside on his front lawn just screaming out at, at the sky to come and punch him. And his neighbors are like, "What? what's wrong with Bobby over there? I obviously have fun with it, but obviously I don't want to get hit by a hurricane. It's always like interesting in it. And then afterwards when there's no power, it's like, this sucks. Um, I, I, yeah, I lost power for seven days one day after one hurricane. I was like, I was like, all right, it was it was fun thinking like, wow, look at this whole like what's going on inside. But now I'm like, all right, let's get this power back on, guys. Let's let's get the move on here. Yeah, definitely. All right, 
So we'll do a little another little mini pregame show on Instagram Live on Sunday, like we always do. We'll probably we're it won't be like tw- an hour before the game. We're going to do it, so I, I want to watch the one o'clock games. But nonetheless, we'll probably do it around noon, noon fifteen, something like that. Folks, football is here. New York Giants football is here. Let's go, be Blue. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm slash new that's anchor.fm slash new to get started